Welcome to Zichud of Simon Member Avram Goldar and Tamar Zechus Yavamas Daf Kuf Alf. The end of the eleventh parak Nosin Anusa and the beginning of the twelfth parak Mitzvah Chalitza. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara continues to discuss the implications of a child, where there's a suffix, which of two men is his real father? It was on a brace, if he struck this one, and then struck that one, or he cursed this one, and then cursed that one, or he cursed them achas at the same time, or he hit them at the same time. He's chayv misa. For one of them is certainly his father, if Yudah says. If he strikes him simultaneously, he's chayv. But if he does so one after the other, he's putter. Rashi explains, according to Yehuda, there are two hasras, two warnings, and each one is a hasra suffolk, an uncertain warning, and therefore he's putter. The Tanakama, however, holds the hasra suffolk shma hasra. An uncertain warning is concerted about warning, since it's clear in the end, even though the two men were struck at separate times, that a capital offense has been committed. The Gemara brings another price to the teachers. Rebuto holds that even if they were struck or cursed at the same time, he would be putter and explains that there's a machok sanaim on what Rebuto held. Rabbi Hanina said that Rebuto's reason for saying he's putter even if they were struck or cursed at the same time is based on a hekish of blessing Hashem, which is a euphemism for cursing Hashem, and blessing parents, which is a euphemism for cursing parents. Just like blessing the one above involves no pairing, so to blessing parents below involves no pairing. And there's a hekish between striking and cursing. Point to the opening mission in the 12th Berg states. The mitzvah chalitza is performed before a panel of three judges, and even if all three are laymen. The Gemara explains that this means that even though they can be laymen, that we require three laymen who know how to dictate to the Yavam Yavama the psukim they must recite like judges. The more brings up rights to the teacher of Yudah argues with the Tanakama and holds that five laymen are required. The Gemara continues with an extensive discussion regarding where the Tanakama and Rebuta learn that laymen are valid and for the source for each position regarding the number of laymen required. And pointing with you, the Gemara suggests that Rebuta's source that laymen are valid is from the Pasuk and the Parshva Chalitza, like Neha Zikhenim, to the eyes of the elders, which teaches Pratlasumim, which excludes blind men. Since a Pasuk is need to teach that blind men are excluded, it can be inferred that laymen are valid, for if only judges on the level of the Sanhedrin were valid, why would it be needed to teach the blind men are excluded? For Rav Yosef taught, Kashim Shebesim Menukim Betzedek, Kach Beisim Menukim Mikomum. Just as the members of Basin must be clean in terms of integrity, so too they must be clean in terms of blemishes, as the Pasuk states, Kuch Yafarayasi Umum Eimbach. You are completely beautiful, my friend, without any blemish in you. The Gemara comes to reject this source, for the Pasuk of Le'ene is required for what Ravah taught that the judges must see the spittle coming from the mouth of the Yavama when she spits before the Yavam. As the Pasuk states, Le'ene has the kenim v'yarka, to the eyes of the elders, and she shall spit. The Gemara concludes that Rebuta's source is derived from the Pasuk, Yisrael, which implies Yisrael Koduhu. Any member of Yisrael may oversee a chalitza. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara continues discussing the implications of a child where there's a suffolk, which of two men is his real father? If he struck this one, and then struck that one, or he cursed this one, and then cursed that one, or he cursed them at the same time, or he hit them at the same time, he's chayv misa. For one of them is certainly his father, if Yudah says. If he strikes him simultaneously, he's chayv. But if he does so one after the other, he's putter. Rashi explains, according to Yehuda, there are two hasras, two warnings, and each one is a hasra suffolk, an uncertain warning, and therefore he's putter. The Tanakama, however, holds the hasra suffolk shma hasra. An uncertain warning is concerted about warning, since it's clear in the end, even though the two men were struck at separate times, that a capital offense has been committed.
The Gemara brings another brother that teaches the Rebuto holds that even if they were struck or cursed at the same time, he would be putter and explains that there's a Machok Sanaim on what Rebuto held. Rabbi Hanina said that Rebuto's reason for saying he's putter even if they were struck or cursed at the same time is based on a hekish of blessing Hashem, which is a euphemism for cursing Hashem, and blessing parents, which is a euphemism for cursing parents. Just like blessing the one above involves no pairing, so to blessing parents below involves no pairing. And there's a hekish between striking and cursing. Pointing to the opening mission in the 12th Berg states, The mitzvah of is performed before a panel of three judges, and even if all three are laymen. The Gemara explains that this means that even though they can be laymen, that we require three laymen who know how to dictate to the Yavim Yavama the psukim they must recite like judges. The more brings a bright to the teacher of Yudah argues with the Tanakama and holds that five laymen are required. The more continues with an extensive discussion regarding where the Tanakama and Rebuta learn that laymen are valid and for the source for each position regarding the number of laymen required. And pointing with you, the more suggests the Rebuta's source that laymen are valid is from the Pasik and the Parshva Chalitza, like Neha Zikhanim, to the eyes of the elders, which teaches Pralusumim, which excludes blind men. Since a Pasik is need to teach that blind men are excluded, it can be inferred that laymen are valid, for if only judges on the level of the Sanhedrin were valid, why would it be needed to teach that blind men are excluded? For Rav Yosef taught, Kashim should base in Manukim Betzedek, Kach based in Manukim Mikomum. Just as the members of Basin must be clean in terms of integrity, so too they must be clean in terms of blemishes, as the Pasuk states, You are completely beautiful, my friend, without any blemish in you. The Gemara comes to reject this source, for the Pasuk of Le'ene is required for what Rava taught, that the judges must see the spittle coming from the mouth of the Yavama when she spits before the Yavam. As the Pasuk states, Le'ene has a kenim v'yarka, to the eyes of the elders, and she shall spit. The Gemara concludes that Rebuta's source is derived from the Pasuk, Yisrael, which implies Yisrael Koldu. Any member of Yisrael may oversee a Chalitza. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Duff Kufalf, and this Simmer was suggested to us by Kobe Melkin, who suggested Kufalf is a bird caller going ka ka. A bird caller going ka ka. So here goes. At the bird caller competition, the reigning champ attempted to call out ka ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once while panel layman judges read out the instructions and watched carefully to see if spittle would issue from his mouth. Once again, slow motion. At the bird collar competition, bird collar competition, that must be learned off Kuvalov, ka-ka. At the bird collar competition, the reigning champ attempted to call out ka-ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once, which reminds us the Gemara continues discussing the implications of a child where there is a suffolk, which of two men is his real father? It was taught in a brisa. He kazeb, a chaze, he kazeb, if he struck this one and then struck that one, or he cursed this one, and then cursed that one, or he cursed them bebazachas at the same time, or he hit them at the same time, he's chayb misa, for, for one of them is certainly his father. Rabbi Yudah says, bebazachas chayb, bezeh, chazeb, pater, if he strikes him simultaneously, he's chayb, but if he does so one after the other, he's pater, Rashi explains that according to Rabbi Yehuda, there were two warnings, and each one is a hasra safak, an uncertain warning, and therefore he's pater. The Tanakama, however, holds that hasra safak, an uncertain warning is considered a valid warning since it's clear in the end, even though the two men were struck at separate times, that a capital offense has been committed. The Gemara brings another brisa that Rebuto holds that even Babas Achas, even at the same time, he would be Pater. So at the bird collar competition, the reigning champ attempted to call out Ka Ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once, while a panel of laymen judges read out the instructions, which reminds us of the opening mission of the 12th Parak states, the mitzvah of is performed before a panel of three judges, and even if all three are laymen. 
The Gemara explains that this means that even though they can be laymen, the be'ina b'shloshes yodim l'hakros ke'in dayanim, that we require three laymen who know how to dictate to the Yavim Yavama the psukim they must recite, like judges. So, at the bird collar competition, the reigning champ attempted to call it ka ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once, while a panel of laymen judges read out the instructions and watched carefully to see if spittle would issue from his mouth. Which reminds Gemara comes to reject the source that was brought from Yehuda that laymen are valid for the pasuk of le'ene is required for what Rabba taught, that the judges must see the spittle coming from the mouth of the Yavama when she spits before the Yavam, as the Pasuk states, Yarka, to the eyes of the elders, and she shall spit. The Gemara concludes that Yudah's source is derived from where the Pasuk says Yisrael, which implies Yisrael Koldu, any member of Yisrael, may oversee a Chalitza. So once again, at the bird collar competition, the reigning champ attempted to call out Ka Ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once while a panel of laymen judges read out the instructions and watched carefully to see if spittle would issue from his mouth. All right, now it's time for four blabak Chazara. Dav Tzadizayin. So the similar Dav Tzadizayin is a chess master. So here goes. The skinny 36-year-old, sorry, chess master, chess master, that must be one of Dav Tzadizayin. The skinny 36-year-old, sorry, chess master, who never listened to his rabbi's advice to gain weight, which reminds us, a person who never spread a pubic hair, nor had the characteristics of a sorry's, is considered a sarius when Rob Shnosov have passed, the majority of his years have passed, which is when he reaches the age of 36. And when people used to reach the age of 20, without sprouting pubic hair, they would come to Rob and he would advise them. If they were thin, he would tell them, go gain weight. And if they are overweight, he would tell them, go lose weight, as being too lean or overweight can prevent the sprouting of pubic hair. So, the skinny 36-year-old sarius chess master, who never listened to his rabbi's advice to gain weight, played against a fierce opponent who married the sister of the woman he violated, which reminds us, the opening mission of the 11th parak states, One may marry the relatives of a woman who was violated or seduced by him, but one who violates or seduces the relatives of his married wife is chayev. The one asks for the source for this ruling and brings a brace that states, In regard to all forbidden relations, which Rashi defines as arias, homosexuality, bestiality, the Torah speaks of lying with them. Whereas here, regarding the wife's relatives, the Torah speaks of taking them to teach us the Torah forbade relations only in the manner of taking, which means that when the Torah says not to take a woman and her daughter or not to take a woman and her sister, it's referring to a woman that was taken in marriage. It would not be forbidden to take the daughter or a sister of a woman that was violated or seduced. So the skinny 36-year-old Sari's chess master, who never listened to his rabbi's advice to gain weight, played against a fierce opponent who married the sister of the woman he violated, while two proselyte brothers from the same father and mother refereed who were known as the sons of Mr. So-and-so. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates that the sons of Yudah and the slave women were freed, and Rabbi Akim Yaakov permitted them to marry each other's wives, referring to their widow. Rabbi said to him that Rav Sheshis prohibited such a marriage. They disagreed when they were paternal and maternal brothers. Rav Akim Yaakov permits them because people look at them primarily as paternal brothers and call them the sons of Mr. So-and-so. Whereas Rav Shesha says, people also call them the sons of Mrs. So-and-so. Dav Tzadiches, so the similar Dav Tzadiches is really to Tzchok, and we use a clown. So here goes. The clown, clown, that must be more Dav Tzadiches, Tzchok. The clown, hired to perform at the birthday party for twin boys, who were conceived after their mother converted, had them play Pin the Tail on the Donkey, which reminds us, we went in Bryce, if there were twin brothers, to Tipa Achas Haya, where there was one drop of semen that divided into two, and therefore no question that they shared the same father, yet in the Seva, where they were conceived not in Kedusha, but were born in Kedusha, they are not permitted to do Yibom Rechalitz for one another, because they are not considered related through the father. The Torah voids their paternity, as it's written, concerning the Mitzrim, Basel Chamorim 
Basarum, Vizirma Susim Zirmasam. Their flesh is the flesh of donkeys, and their seed is the seed of horses. So the clan hired to perform at the birthday party for twin boys, who were conceived after their mother converted, had them play pin the tail on the donkey, and then only spoke twice, which reminds us, Rabbi Kivan said that Kashbarko only spoke to Yonah twice, not three times, as a punishment for not wanting to fulfill Shem's will. When the word brings the Pasuk, which refers to the time of Yerubim and Yosh, when Akash Baruch Hu spoke to Yonah, which would be the third time, Ravina answered, Al iske Ninva Kama. Rabbi Kiva was saying that Hashem did not speak to Yonah a third time regarding Ninveh. He did speak to him again regarding other matters. Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak said that he did not speak to Yonah again. And the Pasuk is saying, like the word of Hashem that had spoken to Yonah about Ninveh, just as Hashem's decree for Ninveh was overturned from bad to good, so too in the days of Yerubim, Hashem's decree was changed from bad to good. So, the clan hired to perform at the birthday party for twin boys, who were conceived after the mother converted, had them play pin the tail on the donkey, and then only spoke twice, before he mixed up all the kids and sent each one home with a different mother. Which reminds us, the next mission teaches, Chamesh Nashim, Shinisarbu Valdosem, if there were five women whose male children became mixed up, and over time they grew into adults, were married, and died childless, how did the brothers whose parentage was known deal with the widows? Four of them do chalitz with one of the widows, and the remaining one does yibum. Then he and three other brothers do chalitz with another widow, and so on. Nimsu arba chalitzes v'yibum This results in four chalitzes and one yibum for each widow. Dav tzaditess. So the similar dav tzaditess is a cheetah. So here goes. The husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins. Cheetah skins. That must be on dav tzaditess. Cheetah. The husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins to distinguish their five different types of children, which reminds us that it was taught in a bright umos. A man and a woman can sometimes beget children belonging to five different genealogical categories, an idolater, a ger, an evet, a mumser, and a yisrael. The Gemara proceeds how this is so, beginning when a Jew purchased a non-Jewish evet and a shivcha from the market, meaning from a non-Jew, and they had two sons who were born to them previously. So the husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins to distinguish their five different types of children. After their neighbor's child got mixed up with their daughter-in-law's son, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states that if a woman's child became mixed with her daughter-in-law's child, and the children grow up, get married, and then die childless, any one of the surviving definite sons of the daughter-in-law perform chalitz with the two widows, but do not take them in Yibum. Because there's a suffix of each widow, might be the brother's wife, who is permitted to them, or their father's brother's wife, who is forbidden to them. But the surviving definite sons of the the woman may either do chalitza or yibum because there's a suffix whether each widow is their brother's wife or perhaps their brother's son's wife, both of whom are permitted. So the husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins to distinguish their five different types of children. After their neighbor's child got mixed up with their daughter-in-law's son and the Cohen's wife child got mixed up with their shivcha's son, forcing them to go together to get truma as one. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, The child of a Kohen's wife got mixed with the child of her Shifcha, and it's not known whose child belongs to whom. They may both eat Truma, but they receive one portion of a Truma at the granary, which the Gemara explains means that they receive a portion of Truma at the granary when they come as one. The mission is in accordance with Rabbi Yudu taught in Choking Truma Evid Elin Ken Rabo Imo. One does not distribute Truma to an Evid unless his master is with him. Therefore, neither child may come alone as they might be an Evid. The Gemara explains that where Rabbi Yehuda lived, they would elevate someone from the status of those to whom Truma be given to the status of one who has the correct Yuchus, meaning pure Kohanim. Therefore, he didn't allow Truma to be given to an Evid. Dav Kuf, so the same Dav Kuf is a monkey. So here goes. The monkey, monkey, that must be around Dav. Kuf. 
The monkey who was trained at the granary to assist women first, to save them from disgrace, which reminds us, the Gemara explains that a Braisa was saying, in a place where we distribute Maiso Ani, which is given both to men and women, we give the woman first because of the disgrace that the woman would face for having to wait for her turn among a crowd of men. So the monkey who was trained at the granary to assist women first, to save them from disgrace, was so fascinated by Safakonu brought a mincha that was both subject to Kamitsa and not eaten, which reminds us that the Mishnah of Tzadi Tess Amabe stated that in a case where Kohn's wife's son got mixed with her Shifcha's son, we put on each of the questionable Kohanim, the Chumras of Kohanim and the Chumras of Yisraelim. The Gemara here asks what this is referring to, and Rapapa said will mean Chasam. It was taught regarding the voluntary Mincha offerings, Nikmetsvitz Keminchas Yisrael, Venin Nachalas Keminchas Kohanim. It's subject to Kemitz like a Yisrael's Mincha, but it's not eaten like a Kohan's Mincha. How is this done? A Komitz Karvel Atzma Vashirim Kravim Ba'atzman. The Komitz is offered on the Mizbeach alone, and then the Shirim are offered on the Mizbeach alone. So the monkey was trained at the granary to assist women first, to save them from disgrace was so fascinated by Sefa Kohen who brought a mincha that was both subject to Kamitsa and not eaten, that he hired himself out to the Sefa Kohen to help him sell Truma and keep the proceeds. Which reminds us, the next mission brings different cases related to when a woman did not wait three months. After separating from her husband, she married someone else, gave birth to a male, and it's not known if the child is the nine-month-old child of the first husband or the seventh-month-old son of the second husband. If one husband was a Kohen and the other a Yisrael, he may not eat Truma, but if he did, he doesn't pay the principal and the additional fifth. He may not receive Truma at the granary, but he may sell to a Kohen the Truma he separates and keep the proceeds. All right, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nuzichu wishing you a great day and great learning.